welcome to the Fully Free Podcast with your host, Taylor Lee. This is the podcast to get real about what it takes to become the wealthiest and happiest version of you. After creating my first seven-figure year, 12 months after having my first baby, I am on a mission to show as many women as possible how they can create tons of money in their online business with the most ease and joy possible. I'm here to inspire you and guide you with weekly episodes on money, marketing, life, and all things online business. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. Hello, Instagram. How are you guys? We're going to do a Q&A. I want to see if I can get... I don't think I'm going to be able to get my questions to pop up, but that's okay. I have them written down just in case. <laughs> so yesterday morning, I posted that I would be doing a Q&A in a few hours. It did not happen. I was not feeling it. I got a lot done yesterday. And so I was like, I've outdone myself. We're going to save the Q&A. But I do have your guys' questions. And anyone who happens to hop on with me live can add anything that you'd like to hear me riff on, talk about, answer. So hi, you guys. How are you? Um, and then we'll put this up on the podcast as well, which is really exciting because you guys told me that some of your favorite episodes are the Q&As, which works great for me because I don't have to think about topics, <laughs> which is like the hardest part of the podcast is just thinking about what else to say, especially after, God, a hundred and something episodes. So if you're here on Instagram, which you guys are, Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. It's fully free with Taylor Lee. Um, most of the episodes there never get posted here. So you want to make sure that you're subscribed and you're seeing them there. And if you're on the podcast when this is posted later, you need to be following me on Instagram at underscore the Taylor Lee because I do daily stories and posts and all good things. Okay. So hi, you guys. If you don't know me, by the way, Instagram has been growing like crazy. So actually... Let me get my water. I've been like insanely thirsty lately. Um, if you're new here and you don't know me, I'm Taylor Lee. I am a seven-figure alignment coach, um, business mentor, and I help my clients scale their businesses from six figures and multi-six figures up to seven figures. And if you don't know, I have a one-year-old <laughs> and I'm very pregnant. Um, we have about six weeks left until my due date. So I'm extremely pregnant waiting for this next baby. We're going to have two under two for a little bit. So that means with my business, things need to be this really beautiful mix of strategic. Like we need to know what we're doing. We need to know how it's going to happen because my brain is not working very well <laughs> and it needs to allow a lot of ease. Um, because again, pregnancy brain <laughs> and baby brain and toddler brain and chasing a toddler around and all the things. Um, oh, I love that. I've almost finished listening to all of the podcasts. That's awesome. Um, okay. So what else was I going to say? Oh, I just wanted to say this. Um, we've been getting a lot of new people on Instagram. I think one of those reasons is because we've been running Facebook ads and we've been primarily running these ads via Instagram. So like Instagram story ads have been doing 
by far the best for us right now. So if you're running ads, if you want to run ads and you're curious about that, try an Instagram story ad. And this is what I've been telling my clients is we will put so much effort into creating graphics and, you know, professionally edited videos and all this stuff. And I did that. And my best lowest cost ads are the ones where I literally just pick up my phone, record an Instagram story talking how I normally do on Instagram stories, nothing fancy, write the text in stories, and then run that as an ad. And that's working really, really well. Like we're getting very low cost leads. The other thing that's really interesting that I know has been also leading to some growth is my last few posts. So I made a joke last week that I wish my whole feed could just be photos of Ruby. I kind of don't because I don't want my whole feed to be pictures of Ruby and I don't want that to be my whole business is pictures of Ruby. Although she's extremely cute, I think. Um, But I made that joke and then I've been talking to clients about this kind of same issue. Like I'm like, right now I don't want to take photos and I don't have photos and my whole camera roll, you could scroll, I have thousands of photos of my daughter and of sunsets. <laughs> that's it, that's all that's on my camera roll. And then like really embarrassing photos I sent to my sister that you guys will never see, hopefully. <laughs> um, but that's, it's been kind of a pain to post because then I have to post old photo shoot photos and, or I have to try to get myself to take a selfie. And I mean, it's just not working out. So my last three posts have been literally just like text. No cute design in Canva, no photo, like nothing, ugly. They've been ugly posts, but they've been really good content. And literally the amount of likes, the amount of comments, the amount of shares, and the amount of saves has been way, 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 way better than my previous posts recently where I've been a little stressed and irritated about not having like, perfect photos, to be honest with you. So keep that in mind, like as a reminder of allowing more ease in your business, keep that in mind. Best ads right now are the ones that I put the least amount of effort into, the ones that were the easiest to create. The best Instagram posts right now are the ones that not necessarily I put the least amount of effort into, but I didn't try to get myself to fit in this box of needing these perfect photos and all this stuff. They're just text. I mean, you guys on here right now could literally go look at them and you guys probably saw them because, um, they're doing so well. And the last one got um, over a hundred saves. Usually my posts get no saves. If you, want, if you want to know the truth, they usually get no shares and no saves. These are getting lots of shares, like a few dozen shares and uh, over a hundred saves. It's insane. And then you can just see the likes and the comments for yourself. Okay. So that's my little update that I wanted to share with you guys. And here are our questions. Hi, you guys hopping on. If you guys are here and you have a question for me, anything, business, primarily business we're talking about today, ask me. If you want to know anything about how I'm running a seven-figure business right now with everything else I have going on, Instagram, ads, sales, high ticket, low ticket, I don't care. You can ask in the comments, mindset questions, anything like that. The one question that we got was how to set boundaries with pushy clients. And here's what I have to say to this. I can so relate. In the beginning of my business, I was so intimidated by my clients 
And this is something, if you, I hope none of you can relate to this, but if you can relate to this, if you feel pretty intimidated by your clients, like you could, um, you feel like you could tip them over, like you could just tip them over the edge, right? Like you could piss them off. You could say something, you could set a boundary and now they're not going to work, want to work with you. They're not going to want to pay you. You are taking on the wrong types of clients and you have something that needs to be healed within you, to be honest. I think that this happens because you are viewing your clients as an authority in your life and you view authority in your life um, as someone that you can piss off and tip over the edge and get in trouble from. So I don't think that we should be viewing authority this way. (laughs) I think that you can easily identify why you view authority that way. I think you can easily shift the fact and remind yourself that you're not a little child anymore that's gonna get in trouble for saying the wrong thing or asking for what she wants. And you need to shift how you view authority because if you're viewing authority in that way, you're going to get yourself in all types of bad situations, to be honest. And your business is going to be a shit show that's going to be like just terrible. It's going to be miserable to run a business if you view authority this way. And your clients love you guys, love my clients, but you guys are not my authority. I do not view my clients as above me, but I don't view me as above my clients either. I am incredible at business. My clients are freaking like world-changing, incredible women. It's an honor to know them, but it's also an honor to know me. So we're equals. We're on the same playing field. I probably make more money than them. I may or may not have been in business longer than them, but we're equals because they, here's the thing. If I don't learn from my clients on every call, it's not a good fit client. I learned from my clients, just like this whole Instagram thing I've been doing. My client brought that up. And then I told her like, I'm testing this out and it's really, really working. So you need to test it too. Cause she told me this idea. I thought it was genius. I gave her the validation that yes, I think this is genius. And I learned from her, but I learned stuff from her all the time about motherhood and life and business and other clients who are relationship coaches. I learned stuff from them. I'm like, oh my God, I should be paying for this call. But they learned from me too. So anyway, shift how you view authority, shift how you view your clients, start calling in clients who are on an equal playing field as you and see you as that way too. Your clients are not your boss. You are not your client's boss. That's not how this type of business works. Um, If you're like a mentor or even a service provider, right? We just had a contractor come to the house to give a quote on some really exciting stuff, the kitchen, the bathrooms and stuff that's going to make a huge difference. But if we hire them, they're, it's equal, right? I'm not their boss, but they're not my boss. But of course, I'm going to tell them what to do because it's my house they're renovating. But on the same hand, of course, they're going to tell us what to do because they're the experts at renovating. No one's the boss. So check yourself there. Um, if you have clients who, who, are, who are overbearing, who are pushy, who are mean, who are threatening, that's your fault. So what you have to look at is why you called in clients like that, why you even allowed clients like that into your space and shift that in your sales process and also shift that in your contract. If you're trying to set a boundary that was never set in the first place, it's going to be a little sticky, but you have to do it or you're going to be miserable and you're going to be showing the universe what you believe you deserve and you do not deserve that. But it's a lot easier when it's like, hey, I have a policy. I get back to my clients in this timeline. Hey, I have a policy. I don't look over every single post. I can't look over 20 posts of yours this week. It doesn't work that way. 
Um, here's what I can do. Here's how this does work. And make sure that you have a really great onboarding process that sets the boundaries with your clients. And here's how I do that. I send out an email or if it's a group program, we'll have like a post that lives in the group or wherever we have this program that says how to make the most out of this program. And then we set all the boundaries because if the clients follow the boundaries, it's going to be the best experience. Okay. Um, what do you guys want to know? You're popping on here with some good questions. What do you have that is always automated in your business? Um, we have a funnel for course sales. So I took a break from that in 2020 because I had my baby and I had a very strong intuitive message that I had already, I had been, I had been running an automated funnel and Facebook ads for five years before that every week, every month, every, like ads were always running. I had grown my list. I had, I've had six figures a year coming in through an automated funnel and I turned it all off um, because A, I wanted to step away from that course and B, I had a really strong intuitive nudge that there were new things needing to come into the business and that my audience was already large enough. It was just time for me to sell and time for me to really lean into the audience that I have, but we've just turned all of that back on. New pro, it's a whole brand new funnel and um, it's fun. It's exciting, but we're in the challenging part of it. <laughs> but I think having something automated in your business, um, I wouldn't rely on it because stuff happens with technology, stuff happens with Facebook ads. I mean, my Facebook ad account has been shut down now three or four times. Stuff happens. It's not, people are lying when they tell you that automating your business is the easiest way to go and you'll never have to lift another finger in your life. There's no business like that. But having something automated in your business that will hopefully be there to serve you in times of, um, who knows, Take, whether it's taking a vacation, having a baby, being there for someone who's sick, getting sick yourself. I mean, there's good things and bad things that happen. Life happens where you might not be able to show up. And I think it's it, this online space gives you an opportunity to have automation. That's what I would do. And I teach that in my masterminds. Um, do you work the same amount of hours now than when you were trying to hit the 10 K months? Honestly, no. When I was trying to hit 10 K months, I really, I worked 24 <laughs> seven, but I would say I easily worked like 10, 12 hour days, like easily, like straight to the computer. When I got up, ate every single meal at the computer, woke up a couple of times a night, check my phone, check my email. Um, I was addicted to working. I was obsessed with working and I was pushing really, really hard. And I think when you're starting a business from scratch, I don't want to say that that's necessary, but a lot of us go through that. It actually, it's supposed to get easier. It kind of has to get easier to be able to hold the space for more clients, more money, more ideas, more team. Um, you have to actually lean back on your workload to allow all of that in and to also allow the type of like, it's like no one gets to a seven-figure business through just strategy. There will be strategy for sure. No one runs a seven-figure business without strategy. I promise you, even if they say that they don't, it, it, you do. But it has to be very intuitive and aligned and true to you or it won't work. How many are on your team in what areas? My team is pretty small right now. I have like a, who I would call her my um, my sidekick, Casey. I have an assistant. So she schedules things for my clients. She does all my payments. So um, if there's a late payment, she's who would contact you. And she manages that whole process. 
She's the one who's in our Facebook group. She's communicating with clients in that way. She monitors the inbox. She does all customer service. She answers a lot of the DMs here. She responds to a lot of the comments here. We keep all that very transparent. You'll know if you're talking to me um, because it'll be me. You know that you're talking to Casey because she signs all messages and comments. Casey, Team Taylor. Um, she does anything. Anything I need her to do, she will do. She's like my sidekick. She does anything. She's amazing. She's a blessing. Um, and then I have Audrey who does um, all sorts of amazing things for us. She does design everything design, like all the graphics, the website, the pages, like she does all of that. And she also does all of the tech right now. Um, so kind of like a, I wouldn't say a business manager, but like a tech, high level tech. Um, and then we have the podcast manager and then we have the financial team. Of course we have, a, we have, um, two bookkeepers, an accountant and a financial planner and mentors. So I'm in a mastermind as well. How did you hit your first six figures in business? Mindset shifts, support, products, services. I'd love to hear all the things, whatever bubbles up inside of you to share with us. Okay, getting to six figures is all about having a really solid mindset routine. So I did mindset. I did, um, this is what I did. Some of you may be into this, some of you may not. I listened to... Um, some type of law of attraction material, honestly, every day. So Abraham Hicks, YouTube, just if you don't know who that is or even what this is, just literally YouTube Abraham Hicks. They're all like little cartoony graphics for some reason. I don't know. Just watch those. There's not a specific YouTube channel. Tons of people post them. Um, listen to those. I also did the book um, Leveraging the Universe by Mike Dooley. Changed my whole life. I also um, read the book. I have not read many books. So when I say I read this book, it's like a big deal. Like I've read maybe five or six business books ever. Um, so the book Get Rich Lucky um, by Denise Stuffield Thomas. Um, that was probably it in my first year of business. Those are the books that I actually read that actually made a huge difference. And I journaled every day. I did affirmations every day, multiple times a day. I just had to stay in a, a place of belief. And the thing about the thing about this is it took seven months for me to get my first client. And um, I, no, that's a lie. It took me November, December, January. It took me four months to get my first client. And after seven months, I had only ever had three clients. And then my business took off and I made six figures in the first year. So it took a really strong level of commitment. Like, I am doing this. I am committed to doing this. Had to have a mentor, private coach who knew me inside and out and who could remind me like, no, you are doing the right thing. This is good. People want this. These people exist. Keep going. Like a coach who had like been there, done that um, and who believed in me, honestly, more than I believed in myself, but it was still my job to hold the commitment. And then I just showed up. I worked really hard the first year. Um, so I literally, if you want to know what I did, I posted three times a day, every day, seven days a week. I emailed every day. I hosted a webinar one time a month. Um, and I live streamed five days a week, one time a day. And I did sales calls and all the things. I don't think all of that is required, but I do think when you're new, 
like there was a benefit because I learned a lot doing that much. I learned what worked and what didn't work. I learned the types of posts that worked and didn't work. And that's why I do less now. I don't do less now just because I don't have to do as much. I do less now because I have a very, very strong understanding of what type of posts work, what type of live streams work, what type of webinar works, what like I know what works and what doesn't because I've done it all. I failed enough to learn. Um, so I teach my clients a lot from personal experience and I test things. So a lot of the time when my client wants to test something, but they're too scared, I just test it for them. It's like, okay, I'll fail at it. I'll do it. Right. I'll mess it up. Um, and I, and I share all this on the podcast too, right. With the funnel. I just, um, this week's episode was, um, everything that went wrong with our newest content event. Um, it was the three days video series thing. And I just like told everything, every number, the profit, the, the conversion rate, everything that went wrong with ads, like everything that didn't work, everything that did work, things I'm trying differently now. Um, you've got to be willing to fail. So I'll leave it at that for now. And I mostly sold private coaching. Like I went all in on that. And then I, I got into this thing where I, I saw other people selling like new little courses every month. I started to do that. But when you look at the revenue, I made the six figures from coaching, private coaching. Um, I made $170,000 that year. So the courses made money. They made good money, but you don't need to do so much. You don't need to sell different things so much. It's better to master one thing. That's one thing I could see looking back. Okay. I think that answers that question too. Yes. This is a great, um, question. Do you have any advice for when it's not working or flowing as usual? And you know that you are blocking the energy of new business coming. This is a great question because one of the questions I got in my um, box that I put up was, what do you do when it's not working? And you've been in the same place for like six months. The thing it's this. Okay. A lot of people will say, if it's not working, you need a new coach. You need a new strategy. Sometimes that's true. I can talk about that. But I will say for sure, if it's not working, I love you, but it is you. It is you. And I say that being someone like, I don't say that from a place of like, it's you. So you need to hire me. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's you. And I know this because I can see when it was me. I read this same place six months. I've been in the same place for a year, but I don't see it as a failure. I see it as, as, um, here's the best thing that a coach said to me. So I know some of you are going to roll your eyes at this because you're not at 20 K months yet, but I got to 20 K months, the end of my first year in business. And then I, I had 20 K months from mid 2016 to mid 2020, right? I had a couple, I had a couple 50 or 60 K months in between that timeline, but always back down. So I was stuck for years and partially I was stuck because I was okay with it. So that's something to look at. And I know some people will be like, I'm, I obviously I want this. That's why I'm doing the work, Taylor. I know. I see your commitment. I see that you want it, but there's, and, and so did I, I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in those four or whatever years. I was so committed. I did the work. I created so many funnels, so many offers, so many, like I did the work to grow and it was not working. But part of me was fine with 20K months. Some people get stuck at zero for years. Part of them is okay at zero because they don't need the money. They have another job. They have a partner. They whatever. I, I just, I see it's okay. It's not a bad thing. It's okay. But 
you need to look at why you're going for the goal. If you're not, if the goal, if you're not hitting the goal, it might not be motivating you as much as you think it is. So when I start, I started making phone calls, t- scary phone calls, still had coaches and stuff, but instead of depending on them to teach me something I was missing, I was calling mortgage companies. Um, I was looking into car, like I was emailing car dealerships. I was literally mapping out my dream life, figuring out how much it costs. I was looking at health insurance. I was um, talking to a financial planner. I was talking to accountants. What is it going to cost me in taxes when I make this much? Like I was getting really clear on the costs and the record and also like the cost, the credit score, the like things that would actually be like, this is real. Telling my partner, we are doing this. I don't know when, but we are doing this. Here's the numbers. Here's what we have to make happen. We just got a quote. We just bought a million dollar house. We just got a quote to fully redo the entire million dollar house. We just bought a few months ago. It's insane. I have no clue what this quote is going to be. I don't know. Maybe we'll start it. I mean, we're not going to start it this year because the baby, like I'm not having my whole house torn apart, but maybe we will start it in the beginning of next year. Maybe not. I don't know how much money it's going to be. So, um, but I'm, I'm, I have multiple companies coming to give that quote. So I know the amount so I can save up for it. So I can get motivated because ego only motivates you for so long doing it for the pat on the back. It's like, especially if you're someone who has accomplished something in business and you thought this was me, you thought it was going to be approving yourself. You thought your family would be proud of you. You thought someone would acknowledge you. And then you get there and you realize, well, this sucks because <laughs> now people think I'm lying. Now people think it's no big deal. Now people think I'm exaggerating. Nobody's even, re- I hear it all the time from friends and clients are like, I just had this huge win. I've post, everyone knows it's happened. I post about, I know they saw the post. No one said anything. Most, most of us, our families never congratulate us. They never tell us they're proud of us. They never do anything like that. And no friend, you just don't get that. You don't get that feedback. And we're, we're wanting that because of things from our childhood, things from our upbringing, whatever. You're trying to fulfill this part of you. Um, and you try to do it online too. Maybe I can get in with the, you're not thinking this. No one's thinking this, but you're feeling this. Maybe I can get in with the cool crowd of girls online and the coaching industry. Maybe I can be friends with these people. Maybe, maybe people will really start to notice me. Maybe clients will come out of the woodworks when I have this way. It's ego. Do it for your life. So a requirement for my clients is you need to have a huge vision for your life that you are de- like determined to create so we can create it. It's not just, I want to make it because I know I can. I want to make like no ego. It has to be like, I have this vision for my life that's so clear that's non-negotiable. Does having a house like this, is that a requirement? Like, is that something everybody wants? No, but I have like, that's my number one besides having a a family and, and being healthy and, but like materialistically, like something I've dreamt about my whole life. Like if I could just do one big thing financially, have my dream home and have it be perfect and have it look beautiful. And that's just been my dream since I was a little girl, but I never thought it would be this. I never knew what that would take. So I find something to motivate you to really motivate you and be a big girl, be a big deal businesswoman and make the phone calls and find out the information. When I talked to the mortgage person for the first time, I was like, this guy is going to think I'm out of my mind. A 25 year old girl yeah, I'm just curious what it what it takes to get a million dollar mortgage. Like, I don't what what does your income need to be? What does your credit score need to be? What is what does your debt to income ratio need to be? How much money do I need in the bank? What's the down payment? Like, it, and then it was easy. 
it got easy. Um, and sometimes your potential itself can motivate you. When you can see, like, I can see how I'm blocking money in sales because I waver, I question, I doubt, I'm not super confident. You can get motivated by the kind of woman that you want to be, the kind of woman you want to be for your children and for your partner and for yourself. And just because you deserve, deserve it, right? You don't have to walk around with all this lingering stuff holding you back. You can decide to release all of it and step into your full potential. And that really motivated me. Um, I would say to get to 50K months, what really motivated me was my potential and who I was being. And no more recognition. This is for me and my clients. And then what motivated me to get to 100K months was like this life that I'm creating right now. Um, So more like things, (laughs) but also not like, you know, Okay. I'm really interested in the change. I'm I'm working hours in a stressful industry. Can you help? I help people who already have a um who have a business. So follow along. And if you feel called to start a business, you can use my live streams like this, my podcast, my posts, um, to get started. But because my following has been growing, I've been having people be like, yeah, but what's the business? Like, I want to work with you. I want to help you. It's like, do you get the other coaches on here? will get this. This is just my business. This is my coaching business. It's not network marketing. It's not anything like that. Although I think I, I mean, I don't, I don't know enough about network marketing to say it's great, but I think it's great. It's intriguing. Um, but this is like my business and I work with women who already have a business. That's just, I'm not good at helping people start a business. Um, and a lot of the time, the reason we don't want to grow as well is because we're afraid of what it will require. So a lot of my clients, this goes back to that whole authority question. They're so afraid of what if I let my clients down, which is maybe it could be a little different than the authority thing, but I know I was afraid of that. Like I put so much pressure, just even how I looked on calls, like just stupid stuff. So the whole authority conversation we had in the beginning, um, which if you missed, you'll want to rewatch this because it was really good. But um, you just look at that. Why? Like, what What do you think that you might, what do you think is required to get to your next level that you're not willing to do? Let down clients that not required. <laughs> I have like, I have like a vow with the universe. Like my vow with the universe is like, do not God <laughs> universe do not send me clients who will not be incredibly served by my work. I am not perfect. I'm not the best. Like, don't send, like, if they're not going to be served by my work, don't send them to me. I don't want them. But I know for a fact that there are women who will whole, I, I see it with my clients already. Their whole lives change. Their whole beingness changes. Send me those ones. <laughs> That's who I want. So I, I made that vow a long time ago and it's really worked um, because I had a lot of client issues, to be honest with you, in the first year of my business. And now we don't, even clients maybe were, don't, doesn't, doesn't work out. Maybe they leave early. Like that happens occasionally. Maybe they can't pay for some reason. Something comes up, whatever. I would be lying if I said that has never happened this year or last. Like that still happens. It's less and it's never a big issue. There's never been, there has not been a big issue in years. Um, and I don't think that's just because I'm a better, I am a better coach, but I don't think that's why. <laughs> I have a couple more questions though I wanted to answer. So we might just 
cut that conversation out and move on to the next couple of questions and then I'll pop off. I have a client call. Okay. So someone else asked in that question box, I wanted to answer this for her. She's pivoting back to her original work, I believe, which is healing. And she's curious on how to charge for that. So what I'll leave this conversation at is two things. It is a lie. I promise you it is a lie that business coaches are the only ones that get to make good money. I have clients who can prove this for you. Um, but there's a reason I'm a business coach. I don't do healing and I'm not a relationship expert. I'm not a parenting expert. I definitely should not be a life coach. Like (laughs) my life is better when I have a life coach. Like that's just not what I'm supposed to be doing. But I know I'm meant to be doing business because when you look at my whole journey, it has led me to doing this. That's what my skills are in. That's what my expertise is in. And I have little nuances to that that might be more kind of like, I do a little life coaching with my clients. I do a little healing stuff with my client, but definitely a lot of mindset, but there's a reason why I do what I do. And it's not because that's how you make the most money. And I'm just going to say it. It's also a lie that once you make big amounts of money, it's easier to make clients because I have seen that time and time again, that you can throw hundred K months, hundred K months, like left and right from personal experience and still feel like no one's signing up for your stuff. I still have spots that take forever to fill and like, they just don't feel like this just because I have big numbers. I, they just don't. I still have had course launches this year where like five people joined. Why? I over 10,000 people on my email list, 13,000 people on Instagram, huge hundred K month numbers to share. And sometimes stuff doesn't sell. Why? Well, it's my energy. I'll tell you that when it sells well, my energy is in a very different place. We, I know it's easier it's, it's like, yeah, yeah, Taylor, of course you're going to say that. Like you, I, but I promise you, that's the truth. We need healers. We need relationship coaches. We need life coaches. And people are willing to pay you a lot of money for that. Um, I've seen it and I've done it. I walk my talk in that. I hire coaches outside of just business, right? Um, and they have changed my life in a lot of areas. And I'm really grateful for that. So don't try to, I don't, I don't know if that's what this person did, but I just wanted to say that don't, if you're debating moving away from what's your truth and what you love doing and what really lights you up because something else might make more money, especially in this industry, don't do it because it's not true. It doesn't work. It's not like, oh, now you talk about business and money. It's going to be so much easier. It's not true. It's really, really not true. How do you charge for it? Number one, if you do healing work or anything outside of business coaching, you can just charge the same amount as business coaches. Your work is just as valuable. It's worth the same amount of money. You are worth the same amount of money. You can charge the same. To me, it's the same service, different topic. And it really, I mean, I have clients who do um, 10, 20K packages for relationships. I mean, think about how much money people spend on rings, weddings, divorces, way more money than that on relationships that are abusive, toxic, terrible, like, you know, um, health, right? I mean, this is however you feel about this is how you feel about this, but think about how much money people spend on, you know, surgeries and all types of stuff that's just not actually healthy or healing for their body. They could be spending that on you, work that you do that helps them naturally heal their body and debatably actually heal their body. So, um, and I know this could be spiritual as well, right? So you can charge the same thing, honestly, but whether you coach on business, money, relate, it doesn't matter. You should just charge what feels good to charge. 
Um, I tell my client, I'm, I'm a big believer in just charge as high end as you can charge as high end as you want. I love high end. I love high ticket sales. I invest in high ticket coaches. Um, I make a lot of my money from my 18 K plus packages. Like a majority of my money comes from those. I do most of my money from high ticket, not low ticket, not my courses, but, um, my rule with my clients is if there's resistance around a price, like let's say, you know, I've been in a place where it's like, I know I'm going to charge that though, but there's, it's so sticky. It's so heavy. There's so much resistance. I charge the lower rate, but here's what you have to do. If I just charge the lower rate, would all of this resistance go away? If yes, charge the lower rate. The confidence will naturally come to start charging more. If no, and Oftentimes it is no. Path of least resistance is the easiest route if you have it available. But if no, if you're like, even if I charged half as much, I'd still have all this resistance. It's still heavy and sticky. You have to do the work around your worth, around money, around confidence, around there's like just you're going to you now you need to do your own inner work. Um, People people are like, well, maybe I'll just do low end. They sell a membership for $30 a month. They still feel sticky around the money. Sounds like this is a you thing that you need to go go solve, right? The price doesn't fix it. But sometimes the price alone fixes it. And I'm like, if there's a price that you could charge that has no resistance, just charge that because you can naturally build. That's I, I've always chose that route when available. There's been a few times where I had to do the inner work. <laughs> but when available, I love the path of least resistance because it's actually quicker. It's actually quicker if you have it available. Um. Okay. Someone else asked, I'm new to Facebook ads. I'm going to, I want to start with a simple PDF. Any advice? Like I said, in the beginning of the live, let it be simple. I found the more, the more strategic I try to get with the ads and the more fancy, the less they work. And the other thing is it's all about mindset with ads. So I have spent a lot of money on ads, um, since starting my business, but I've made a lot of money as well. But I will say I've, I have had a lot of money I've wasted on ads and I've had a lot of money that's been really, really effective with ads, huge ROI. The difference was actually never the funnel. It was always my mindset. So when I have done ads for myself or hired an ads manager from this mindset of just grow my list by this many people per month with this type of budget and I will make the sales, I will make the money. Like I know if I had, this is, this is, I, hi Alex. I think I saw Alex pop on here. If you don't know, um, Alex Ramirez, then check out her ad agency. But I had this conversation with her. It was like, I just want to grow my list 500 people a month. This is kind of my budget. I'm fully committed to it. I knew if I just see 500 new people on my list per month, I'll make more money. I'll make more sales. I already make sales with the audience I have. I would not run ads if you don't know how to make money and you don't know how to make sales. If that still feels like, uh, right? Personally, I don't suggest clients to hire Alex at that point, or to hire um, an ads manager, or to even really start running ads unless it's a very, very small budget. But people think hiring an ads manager or running ads, suddenly they're just going to be making all this money. It's going to fix all their problems. No. And I was saying this, I don't know if this is when my audio cut off, cut off but it might've been, don't run a business just because you think it's going to be easy. You have to have the commitment. And then once you're committed and willing to do whatever it takes, then you look for the path of least resistance. You look for the path with the most ease, et cetera. But nobody's going to solve your problems. No coach is going to fix all your problems. No ad manager is going to solve all your problems. So 
the best thing I did was wait until I had something I knew sells. People like this, it sells, it's a proven concept. Then I go hire someone to take the ads off of my plate and do them themselves and to help me with some funnel strategy to have it working better. Yeah, makes your problems worse if you don't know how to sell and put ads on it. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it does. Okay, so that's my advice. That's my biggest piece of advice is really get in a really good mindset and then do it. Whether you're DIYing or not, I think that's really important. Um, oh, we answered that one. What do you do when it's not working? So if you wanna know the answer to that, you need to go earlier, listen earlier. Oh man, you guys, thank you so much for being here. I wanted to hop back on and finish that up. Perfect timing. Um, I've got to go for my client call. Um, so yeah, thank you for being here. Send you guys lots of love really quick though. For those of you that are here with me live, I have two things I'll share with you. If you are either working towards six, um, or even low multiple six figures in your coaching business, so you're working on getting to the 10, 20 K month mark and you, and, or you really want to work on your high ticket sales and you want to do it transparently. I have a um, free, that was a tongue twister. <laughs> I have a free three day video training series. Sign up, you'll get the first video right away. That is in my bio. If you know you wanna work with me and you are already making between like 15 to 40K months, you're already making multi, multi five figure months in your business, you're already a multi six figure earner in your business. Effortlessly rich. My biggest, best, highest level mastermind is open right now for early enrollment. So what this means is we actually start in February, but you have the opportunity to literally same cost as six months, get eight months of coaching. We start right away with Boxer. Right away, you get instant access to a bunch of my trainings and courses. And it's over $16,000 in bonuses if you join now versus later. I know that's for a very specific type of woman, which you may be. You may not be. So if you want to check out the mastermind, that is also linked in the bio. All the details about the early enrollment and the bonuses and et cetera are all there. So um, check that out and message me if you have questions. And grab the free video training if you have not already been through it. You guys are going to love it. And it's like three more hours of this. <laughs> so if you liked this, go get yourself some more. Awesome. All right, you guys. Thank you for being here. Talk to you later. Bye. Real quick before you go, if this episode gave you value, got you inspired, or has you feeling more confident than ever about your big goals, can you do me a quick favor and go leave a review? It would mean the absolute world to me and it helps other powerhouse women just like you find this show, which is truly the best gift that you could ever give me. So thank you in advance for leaving a five-star review. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon.